Game Notes is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know jazz ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite part of this Game Time app, it is so easy. You can check out for tickets in two taps. Just tap, tap, emphasis on the tap, tap. Just get out of there so quickly, get tickets, blink of an eye, so easy to do. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. weird sort of jazz music playing welcome to game notes i'm zach harper joined by tony jones the athletics utah jazz writer uh right here on the athletic podcast network <laughs> whoop whoop indeed tony you are where in memphis i'm in memphis you're in memphis you're I'm walking in memphis street you're potting in memphis and before we get to some some stuff that's going to happen in memphis friday night let's look back the Utah Jazz are on a four-game win streak. They, as we covered, they beat the Sixers, they beat the Bucks, and then they beat the Warriors and they beat the Nets. So the Warriors win—that's not really a thing anymore, right? Like that may be fun for Jazz fans who have uh, who have grown to hate the Warriors during their five-year run that was incredible. Uh, but that it doesn't feel as good because no one, no one's there. No, no one plays there anymore. It's just it's just five dudes at this point. But still, a win is a win. You had to win it. They they won it, uh, you know, relatively convincingly. It's the Nets game. That's the big one because they almost blew that game, Tony. Well, I mean, they should have blew that game. They were down fifteen at the half. Yeah, they were running the mud. They were down fifteen at the half. Um, it, 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 my, part of that was on them because they didn't put the war. They didn't put Golden State away on Monday nearly as fast as they should have. Yeah. Um, they should have put Golden State away pretty much midway through the third quarter, and they they kind of pussed around. Uh, they kind of let their foot off the gas. And it stayed just close enough that the starters were in down the stretch. Yeah, they uh, were in control, but it yeah. but it was it was way too close. It was it was way too close. Like they should have come out, they should have realized that okay, we we got back to back. Number one, it's a hard back to back. It was a harder back to back than normal because you lose an hour going from the Pacific going from Pacific uh, Standard Time to to Mountain Time. Um, you know, so it was on the way home back to back. They should have said okay. We're going to be tired tomorrow. Let's go and get these guys out of here as soon as possible. And if they had done that, they would have probably been able to load manage a little bit during the game and maybe have come out with more of a uh, with a little bit more energy on Tuesday. But there was no energy on Tuesday at all. Um, they were because they putzed around. The game was late ending. Uh, they were late for their charter. The charter got delayed for an hour. Nobody got to, they didn't get to their beds until 4 a.m. on Tuesday. And then you had to be up. Isn't the point of the charter to where you can go whenever you want? Yeah, but How does the point that of the charter, listen, if you're on an 1141 charter and you don't get to the, and you don't get to the charter until 1230, then guess what? You missed the, you, you missed the time. Oh man, you're rich enough. You can be able to pay off those, those air traffic controllers, right? You say, hey, we get to go. Listen, we get to go whenever we want. They got home 
everybody got to bed at four o'clock. You, you, you're up in, for a walkthrough in the morning, get some shots up, no shoot around, obviously. Um, so it, it was a difficult travel circumstance and the jazz just, they just had no energy in the first half. And also not only that, I mean, you're playing a team against a team with, you know, Kyrie Irving and, and Spencer Dinwiddie. You're playing against a team that push that plays at pace and you're playing against a team that gets up and down and shoots a bunch of threes. They should have absolutely put that game away against the Warriors uh, a lot sooner than they, than they did. And the fact that they didn't, I think it was a little self-inflicted uh, in terms of how much energy uh, that they were able to come out with on Tuesday. Yeah, and the, and they really did. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, like DeAndre Jordan's just not good anymore, and he had a great game against the Jazz. Uh, Kyrie Irving struggled to shoot, but he most of that. I think most of that struggles like really came in the in the end of the fourth quarter, fourth right? Quarter, like, right? Yeah, like he went like oh seven in that game. He had a couple of couple of fouls, had some turnovers. Well, up, up until the six minute mark of the fourth quarter, he was ten for twenty two. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. Thirty because he went zero for eight down the stretch. Yeah, and, but like he had, he mostly had a good game. He had a bad finish. He had a chance at the end um, when they you know they get the review or they get the challenge. They get the jump ball. Kyrie had a pretty good look, didn't get it. That's um, usually a shot I think you trust him to make, and the Jazz were able to hang on. But in that game, the fact that like. Well, Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player, so him coming off the bench and, and scoring the way he did is is not crazy by any means. It's just I felt like I felt like the Jazz didn't adjust to him. I felt like they kind of let him get to where he wanted. You know, I think usually you want a, a player like that. You want to try to take away as much as you can and kind of dictate where they can go. And I felt like he dictated where he wanted to go. Um, and then Kyrie was good up until a point, and and it felt like you know I don't want to take away from the Jazz defense because I think the Jazz played defense at certain points, especially on the three-point line, but it also felt like the Nets just kind of missed shots. Yeah, I thought they missed some shots. I, th- I think, you know, some a couple of those possessions, I think that we thought were really good possessions defensively in real time. And then you went back and you looked at, at the film after the game and you were like, eh. It's like, oh, that know, could be better. That could be tighter, right? Yeah, that, that, that was just, you know, like, so prime example, Kyrie's 0 for 8, right? You know, you look at you look at the stats. Last six forty six of the game, he goes over eight from the field. He misses eight consecutive shots, and you think, "Wow!" Like you play really, really great defense there. But then you look at the film. Four of those shots were shots that Kyrie Irving usually just makes, and he misses. Um, couple couple of shots were contested contested at the rim by Rudy Gobert. Um, a couple of other shots, uh, Joe Ingles just did a great job, terrific job defensively. So, you know, I think, I think it was a mixed bag, but considering, so last year, the jazz had one of these games back end of a back to back. Um, actually it wasn't a back end of a back to back, but, uh, really tough travel schedule came out, no energy, no offense at all. And guess what happened? It was an extreme case, but it turned into the Dallas Mavericks. 118 to 68. 50-point loss, right? Yeah. yeah. So this year. And to that Mavericks team, man. That, and, and to that Mavericks team. Yeah. That, that, that was that's pretty a, tough. That's a tough one. <laughs> so you look at the formula this year. Um, it, you know, back-to-back, second game in two nights. Really, really tough travel schedule. Um, no legs, no energy, no life in the first half. 
Um, but this group went into halftime. Uh, it stayed resilient. Uh, they, they, you know, they figured it out and they came out and they, you know, took that 15 point deficit, trimmed it to two within about five minutes. Uh, they were still down eight going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they start the fourth quarter on the 19 to six run and go up five. Um, so it, it, it's just another, like you can, the signs have been there. And it's just another sign that this is just a, a bit of a different jazz team this year. Yeah, and, and a better jazz team. Uh, even though they didn't take care of business against the Warriors, they still pull through, obviously. They are able to pull through against the Nets. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kith, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price, you can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer, you go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's stockx.com slash bball. Check it out today. Word around the gateway, Dante Exum's back, Tony. What can you tell us about that? So, okay, so Dante Exum is probable for Probable. Yeah, he's back. Put him in the lineup. So what I've been told is that he had a really terrific practice. He had a terrific practice either Wednesday or Thursday. And he was, you know, he was cleared, you know, so he's probably going to be, he's probable to be back. But the thing is, the Jazz are going to be really cautious with him. You know, he's, number one, he's going to start out on a minutes limit. But he might not even reach that minutes limit in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, playing time. Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that he stays durable. I think you want to play the long game with him. Uh, you want to make sure that that knee is sound and that knee is steady. And I think number two, I mean, I think that, you know, it's hard to play 10 guys in a rotation and, you know, the nine guys that play right now, I mean, they're all playing well and it's, it's just going to be hard to remove some, not remove somebody from rotation, but, it's going to be hard to eat in the eat in the minutes from somebody from a rotation. So, you know, I, I expect Dante to be a little bit situational right now. Uh, I expect him to to be the 10th guy for now. Uh, I think that slides George's Niang back to George Niang back to the 11th guy. Yeah. Um, and that probably takes him completely out of the rotation. You know, so Dante will probably slide into that George Niang spot, which is, you know, he plays spot minutes. So, you know, for now, I think he's probably going to play about you know five to seven, five to seven minutes a game. It's not a lot. It's not a lot at all. 
not a lot. Uh, how likely, I guess it depends on his health and, and how quickly he can get back to a hundred percent. But, um, how likely is it? Do you think that he could take some of Moutier's minutes or is Moutier cementing himself? You know, that's, that's the, the, the wild card here is that I think, I don't think anybody expected Emmanuel Moutier to be playing this well. Right. Like right. we all saw him in New York and he was all right. Like he had some, he had some moments, but yeah, it wasn't, right. it wasn't that like he, Emmanuel Moutier is legitimately adding to this jazz team right now. Like he's legitimately giving the jazz something that they don't have, which is, an off-the-dribble threat to score because Joe Ingles is an off-the-dribble threat, but he's an off-the-dribble threat to pass. And Emmanuel Moutier has been an off-the-dribble threat to score. And and for him to come off the bench and to be able to add that scoring punch and that offensive aggression, and he's actually defending for like the first time in his career, um, he's been been a – I don't want to say a revelation um, because – you know, it's it. I, we don't know how sustainable it is, but he's been a shock. Like he's been a surprise. Uh, he's come off the bench. He's given good minutes uh, every almost every night. Uh, there's like one one game where he's been awful, um, but he's he's been he's been such a pleasant surprise. And I don't think the Jazz are going to sit him at all, uh, at least not at this juncture. Do you think we could see? I mean, obviously, minute allocation will be a little tough, but do you think we could see a lot of lineups with, with Dante and Moutier in the lineup together a couple, you know, at least a couple minutes a game? I don't know if you want to play Dante and Moutier at the same time because you want your spacing. And I don't know how much spacing that's going to go on elicit uh, or that's going to garner. And right now, like if the thing that's making Moutier effective is that he's got the spacing. Like, Moody is usually on the floor. He's usually on the floor with Joe Ingles, Dante, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jeff Green, and whoever the big man is off the bench. Well, you know, obviously, Mitchell and, and Ingles and, and Jeff Green, they can all shoot the basketball. Uh, so there's the spacing for, for Emmanuel Moody to drive and get to the rim off the dribble. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if, I don't know how effective. Exum and, and Moutier will be with the other on the floor if they're playing on the floor with the other guy. Um, because I just think that the whoever has the ball, the other guy can kind of just slough off in the middle uh, and make and make life a little bit hectic for, for that first guy who has the ball. But he's back. But he's back. But he's back. All right. Exum Island, baby. Exum Island, we're there, man. We're there. Tank tops, flip-flops, board shorts. We're, we're throwing a football around the island, right? We're just having a good time and a day at the beach. Exum Island. We're, we're ready for this. Or, um, speak- or we could be leaving a note that said, uh, Chuck Nolan escaped the sea. Tell Kelly Fears in Memphis I love her. <laughs> it could I, go it, one it of is, two ways. I, I have been practicing smoke signals. Just in case. Just in case we get, we get you know, SOS there. Um, speaking of returns, Mike Conley. First game back in Memphis, obviously longtime Memphis Grizzly got traded during the summer uh, to Utah. First game back. Uh, do you expect an emotional night for him, or will he kind of compartmentalize everything? Well, first of all, I am going to use this moment as a shameless plug. Oh boy! Since we are on the athletic. Oh boy! Everybody, read my Mike Conley story. Read it. Dropping first thing in the morning on the athletic website. Friday. 
morning. Friday Memphis. morning. Mike, read it. Yes. Everybody read it. Please read it. If you um, don't read it, we're going to find you. How about that? Yeah, that's right. We're threatening listeners. I find you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different kind of stalking, but okay, we'll roll with it. Uh, <laughs> I was going for the 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 the, the, the girl from the. Uh, I know the, they, and she said she's that's stalking. Okay, good. I'm with you on the reference. Come on, okay. Man, uh, I just to know. I just to, Okay, I find you. <laughs> you didn't have to do it again. <laughs> Okay, Tell me so, about Mike Conley. Um, it's gonna be an it's gonna be an emotional night, obviously. Um, yes. You know, expect you gotta expect a span, standing ovation, video oh, tribute, for sure. yeah, yeah, all, they, all of the whole things. Mike Conley is Memphis, man. Like him and Marcus saw, like they encapsulate what that city is about, and and for for Conley to. You know, I think the only thing that he hasn't accomplished there was winning an NBA championship. But, you know, the philanthropy, the philanthropy that he's done, um, you know, the the, um, the donations, um, reaching out to, to, to the community outreach, um, you know, the champion of, of the sickle cell paw, uh, cause, um, you know, from, from all of that. And then... You know, he led Memphis to to a Western Conference Finals appearance, uh, and you know, for so long, I mean, he's just been such a great person in the community, such a great player on the floor. Um, I'm happy that he's going to have that moment, um, just as a fan of basketball, yeah. because I think that he deserves it, and and I 100%. think, and and I just hope that Memphis, all of Memphis, comes out and shows this dude love, man, because he really deserves it. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a special moment. I think they'll do a great video tribute. I think they'll I, the crowd will obviously like that crowd loves him. That fan base loves him. Like I I can't imagine it's not going to be anything short of of a great moment. Uh, in terms of the game, Mike's going to Mike's going to go up against his uh, you know eventual successor and Mike's going to have a John Mike's going to have a full load tomorrow night. Yeah, Ja man, Ja is balling right now. Ja's a monster. And, and this Grizzlies team is. Look, it seems like they're either great or terrible on given nights. Now, they've mostly been terrible this season, but they're kind of like, I don't know. I like the way they're playing the last week. Let me tell you, I think Memphis, this Memphis team has accomplished exactly what is what is wanted to accomplish this season, right? They're fun. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, a and fun. That's you gotta, it's got to be fun hope, right? Right. Like, you know, like they're going to win 25 to 30 games. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna be at the bottom of the Western Conference. They're gonna they're gonna get a top ten pick, but guess what? Like there's hope. Yeah. Like they've got good guys. They've got two building blocks on the roster. Like you have John Morant, you have Jaron Jackson Jr. If he could ever stop fouling people, um, <laughs> I I shouldn't have slipped. That that was bad. No 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 no. It's no it's right. He foul, he's he's in foul trouble right now. Yes, he's already yeah. in foul trouble. He's yeah, got, he's already in foul trouble. He's got two fouls already. <laughs> He starts the game with two fouls. Um, you know they've they've you know they've got like Brandon Clark is yeah is a he really, can like really tremendous yeah. young piece. So they've got all these young pieces. They've got all these draft picks. Like they rebuilt the right way. And John and they have and they have a potential superstar on the roster. So there's like you can see 
the pathway back to them being good. Like John ja Morant, man, he's that kid is a monster. He's got no fear. He's an elite athlete. Uh, he's an elite athlete on the ground. He's an elite athlete in the air. Um, he knows how and, and he knows how to play the position. Like that's he's not just Dennis Smith Jr. He's not just running around and jumping. Like right. he knows how to play the point guard position. He's a great passer, uh, both in transition and in the half court. He's a really good pick and roll player, and he's a good defender. Like this Memphis team, I really, really like the composition of uh, of of the roster. I like what they're trying to what they what they want to do, and um, I think that this I think the front office has done a really, really good job um, of rebuilding on the fly. Yeah, absolutely, and and like you said, they're probably going to win about what twenty five to thirty games. This is one of those games that's very winnable. And I know the Jazz are a much better team, but th- this Grizzlies team is like surprisingly dangerous. I don't think the Jazz can just sleepwalk through this one. Well, it's winnable because everybody's juices are going to be flowing, right? Like you look at Mike Conley, like he he wants to come back and win this game because, you know, it's it's against his old team. Yeah. But John Moran wants to win this game because he wants to prove to the fans that they made the right decision to move on and make him the guy. And don't forget Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Yeah, man. We, we might have gonna, a Jay Crowder revenge game. Probably not because he's a terrible shooter, but it's, you know, it's a possibility. I, I'm just saying, I've seen Jay Crowder get irrationally hot. Yeah. The, I remember the three times that happened in his career. <laughs> <laughs> now that I said that, he probably is going to go off. I'm sorry, Jazz fans, but he can't shoot. And jazz fans ain't Jay Crowder three-pointers on deck. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be a fun atmosphere. Um, and, and yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of potential for some sneaky revenge games there. A lot of potential. I think that's going to be fun. And then Monday night, Monday night home to Minnesota, maybe the new look Minnesota, you know, cats, cats good. Um, and he's playing defense. Andrew Wiggins is jazz fans. If you haven't been paying attention and I'm not, I'm not drunk here. Ja- Andrew Wiggins is good right now. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna stay, Tony. But he is like playing great basketball. Andrew like basketball, Wiggins, he's never really played before. Andrew Wiggins is fulfilling my prophecy of becoming the next Tracy McGrady. Just took a little bit. Just took I mean, a brief. Just took a brief five years. If it's now we're five here. Years, he's still only twenty-four years old. Yeah, he's still only twenty. No, that that's always been the funny thing to me. Is like we always talk about. Oh man, this player is only twenty three. This player is only twenty three. But when it came to Wiggins, it was like, well, he's already twenty three. <laughs> yeah, he is what he is. And so, like, he is. He is what he is. It's going downhill. Yeah, like the 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 Timberwolves have finally, you know, gotten through to him on what is a good shot, what is a bad shot, right? And they're and they've gotten him to play make. And so, I don't think it's well, the Timberwolves. I think it's been Ryan Saunders. To well, be it's honest. been Ryan Saunders. It's been, I mean, you know, it's, it's the Gerson Rosas model, Ryan Saunders and David Vanderpool, uh, David Vanderpool, one of the best assistant coaches in the league. They brought him over the, you know, Ryan Bats. Saunders were, yeah, worked with, should be a head coach, should be, I should absolutely be a head coach. Um, Ryan worked with, with Andrew for years on skill development. Um, that's kind of Ryan's specialty. And now that he's the head coach, uh, David Vanderpool, takes that over and he's, and he's one of the best at it as well. And so they finally applied it in a way now where the, where the jazz can really take hold of this game is one. If Rudy can neutralize cat, um, which we know he can inside, but cats 
not really playing a ton in the post anymore. It's a lot of perimeter stuff, so it, it changes things a little bit for Rudy. Well, there's, on, there's a couple of things that interest me. Here. And then on top, and then on top of that, the, the Wolves shoot a lot of threes, but Tony, they do not make a lot of threes. This team can't shoot. <laughs> Well, they they shoot a lot of threes because that's the composition of what Gerson wants. Yeah. And that's what Ryan Saunders wants. They don't make a lot of threes because the people that are shooting a lot of threes are people like Robert Covington and Josh Okogie. So, um, a lot of streaks. A lot of streaks. A lot of streaking shoes. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Rudy and Cat. Rudy's guarding the perimeter better than he ever has. Yeah. Cat's playing on the perimeter better than he ever has. Um, Cat has long been probably one of Rudy's two or three toughest matchups because of his ability to stretch the perimeter. Um, back when they were playing Cat and Taj Gibson together back in the Tibbs days, uh, 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 ice, uh, ice, 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 leave him, leave him. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a Tibbs flashback moment there. But anyway, um, back when Tibbs was playing two bigs together, you could just put Rudy on, on Taj Gibson. Yeah. And and you you could put Derek Favors on Cat. Now that that luxury is not there anymore. Um because now the the Timberwolves have caught up with the twenty first century of basketball. So, you know, now now that luxury is not only took big. nineteen years. <laughs> it only took it only took almost half the decade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Half a century. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think it's a fascinating matchup. And I think it's it, it, if you're a Timberwolves fan, this cannot be lost on you. You change leadership in the course of a year, and then all of a sudden, Cat and Andrew Wiggins both get better simultaneously. Yeah. Shows you how much a good front office, how much a good player developmental staff. A player. De- I mean, uh, God, the Jazz, the, the Jazz, like absolutely embody that, right? Smart right. front office, smart player development. Oh right. my God, look at the results. Right, exactly. Like all of a sudden, Royce O'Neal comes out of nowhere and he's an all and he's he's an All NBA level defender, right? Right. And where did he come from? He just came from you know player development. So, but the the, the thing is. With with the with the Jazz, it, it it kind of behooves them to take care of the games that they they should take care of. Yeah, because their team. I mean, the, the schedule is kind of you know you didn't you just didn't anticipate Minnesota being this good when the schedule came out, or even at the beginning of the year. And now Minnesota is like good, so it's well, it's gonna yeah, be interesting to see. They're good. They're goodish. It's two games the Jazz should. I'm absolutely saying that win. they're good. Uh, it's, it, it, it's early, Tony. Um, uh, I, I'll just say this. It's two games the Jazz should absolutely win, but they're not locks by any means. No, they're not locks by any means. Memphis because they're in Memphis, and then the Wolves, uh, even though they're in Utah, they've just been kind of squirrely so far. What are your tiers of the Western Conference right now? Uh, Lakers, Clippers, then... Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz. Jazz are like right on the cusp for me. Yeah, I might throw the Jazz in that top tier. I feel like I, I feel like I'm like a week away from doing that. See, I, I feel like I feel like the Jazz. I feel like the Jazz are in that bottom of the, like in the bottom of the top tier. Like I still feel like the 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 LA teams are the two favorites, right? But I think the Jazz right now. I think the Jazz are probably either the third or fourth best team in the Western Conference. 
And the reason why I feel yeah, I, I mean, I had him third in the in the entire NBA in the power rankings and right. behind. Both and and I read your power rankings. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not reading it because I read it because it's on my jazz page. So I have no. So no you got no excuse. Exactly. I have no choice. That's why we tag everybody, tag every team in those. Um, the jazz are eight and three and they haven't even played well yet. Like they yeah, play. That's the scary. Their offense has not been very good and they're eight and three. Right. Exactly. And they've played the third best schedule or the, I'm sorry, the third most difficult schedule in the league so far through 11 games. Yeah. Um, it leads me to believe that once everybody starts clicking on, on the right page, they're going to be really difficult and they're going to be, they're, they're, they're going to be tough to beat and they're going to win a lot of games. Now, the question I have for the jazz is if you start wrestling with the angels, like, if you get into a playoff series with Kawhi, if you get into a playoff series with LeBron, how do you hold up then without an without the obvious superstar? Even though Donovan Mitchell's clearly clearly gotten better, um, but beyond that, I think the Jazz are I think the Jazz are really good this year. Like I think they're I think they're 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 even a little better than I thought they would be this year. I think that I think they're better than I thought they'd be up until this point. Um, just because I figured they would start out a little slower than they have, but they look good and they got a chance to extend that win streak to six games over Memphis uh, and Minnesota coming up Friday and Monday night. Be sure to go read Tony's article if you haven't read it yet. What's wrong with you? Unless you're well, listening to this Thursday night. Yet, well, I'm, assuming everyone's, I'm assuming everyone's listening Friday morning for the most part. So if you haven't read it yet, what's wrong with you? Pause this podcast. Even though there's like 30 seconds left in the podcast, pause the podcast, go read it, come back, finish this podcast. Read Tony Jones on the, on the athletic, uh, check out the power rankings. You'll like it this week with where the jazz are. Check them out next week. I'm sure you'll like it next week where the jazz are and keep subscribing to the athletic. If you don't subscribe to the athletic, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, you're totally worth it just for Tony's coverage alone for Tony Jones. I'm Zach Harper. This is game. News.